get after it. Another episode. Let's go. Another great night of the Building Walls podcasts. Real I'm, man I'm, of I'm genius. Excited. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's us, buddy. That's this us. Pod, the official beer of the Building Walls podcast. Guinness. Guinness. That's Ugh. not the real men of genius, isn't that? Real men of genius is Bud Light, right? Bud Light. Bud Light presents. Yeah. Real man of genius. So, what would it be for Guinness? Since if we're starting the show, the Guinness Book of World World Records, dude. There we go. So the best beer is obviously Guinness beer because it's the best beer. World record. You can't Older. De- can't deny that. Right. Shit. Uh, I added this into the show notes earlier. I just looked over and saw it. Have you heard of this phrase, quiet quitting? Quiet quitting. I have not heard that. But if I had to guess, I would imagine it means just quitting quiet and quitting. not saying anything to anybody and just not ever showing up ever again. No, it's not. It's not exactly that. It's not ghosting. No, it's not. It's, ghosting, ghosting, I feel like could be like loud if you were like a tormenting demon or something like that. You're, you know, people go, I got ghosted. I don't even know what that means. Like every haunted house I've always seen is loud. But, you know, in this case, apparently it's not that. So what does it mean? It's about doing less at work. It's so it's about like- being lazy. So I'm, I'm just going to read snippets. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read snippets out of here. So the whole, this is the premise of the article in 2021. This is in the United Kingdom. So this is where it started, but my brother called, called me earlier. said he heard this on a talk radio show. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, so it says one fifth of UK workers still say they plan to resign in the next year in search of greater job satisfaction and better pay. I mean, sure. I mean, that's what everyone wants, right? And it says, if you're unhappy at work, but leaving your job isn't an option or there are no appealing alternatives, you may want to try quiet quitting. This trend of simply doing the bare minimum expected at work has clearly resonated with young people. We have, or I don't want to say we have, I guess it's a question to you. Have we lost all sense of value in ourselves? You don't get paid more at your job for doing what you are expected to do, the bare minimum. You get a raise because your boss says, we love the job that you're doing. We don't want to lose you. You need to get paid more. Oh, Chad. Oh, Chad. Here we go. Let me tell you. In the corporate, if you ain't screwing up, you ain't moving up. That's the secret. Yo, you got to screw man. up to move up. And it's because they don't want you in their, their you know, company anymore. They don't want you, you know, in the, in the division. So they promote you. They promote you out to a different role. So if you ain't screwing up, you ain't moving up. I, I think one of the best lines about this whole article is, Quiet quitting is not about avoiding work. It is about not avoiding a meaningful life outside of work. So they're trying to justify, uh, you know, work-life balance. Is that what it is? I I guess, dude. I have no idea. By the way, there is no such thing. There's no such thing as work-life balance. It's all a mirage. It's, It's designed to keep you just sucking in life you have to commit to something you have to commit to you know your trade your profession you have to commit at what Mm. you do well and Mm. what you do well i like that and and, but that's the thing see like you might be like well this person just sucks at everything well but they're good at something and even though they might not be the best in their profession you know they might be on a scale like they they have a skill that they're only a six at and you know people perform at seven eight nine ten you know but that's what they should lock in and double down on. That's their life. That's live your best for you. It's always a personal best type thing. Have some pride. Have some pride in what you do. 
I mean, that I think, honestly, I really do think that that is the biggest problem is people are too scatterbrained. They do too many different things and they never get better for themselves. And then they get frustrated and then they quiet quit mm. and come up with BS like this. Dude, that might be the best thing said on this show ever. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you're just talking about, because that is the, that's the truth. I know that for a fact. Because the previous job that I have and the one that I'm doing now until I find someone to do the work I don't want to do, it makes me tired. It drains the life out of me because I don't enjoy it. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not a part of my skills. So I don't enjoy doing the work of running the business in this regard. I like doing other things to run the business, to build the business and things like that. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I enjoy. And I have way more energy at the end of the week when I do those things. So, you know, but it's also a point to, I feel like part of the reason why I am where I am not, and I'm not anywhere special, but I'm in a better spot than I was 12, 12 months ago is because I didn't just fold up and quietly quit. I busted my butt every day. Wait a minute. Hold on. Are you saying that your life is better under the Biden administration? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have a breaking news alert. Building walls. Breaking news. Chad's life is better under Joe Biden than his previous four-year administration of the Trump administration. Dude, imagine how much better my life would be if the Trump administration was still in office. I know, for real. (laughs) Oh my God. That's another, dude, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. This is a fantastic start to our show because what people don't understand is, yeah, the Biden administration sucks and the economy sucks and your life is worse off than it would have been if Trump was still in office. But that doesn't have to stop you because Biden is in office from moving backwards in life right there was still a ton of for instance i I don't know why this came to mind but during the housing market crash a a ton of real estate agents stopped doing real estate but there was also a ton of real estate agents who took advantage of the opportunity and became millionaires through it right because they stuck to the course they learned how to grow through that adverse uh opportunity that's how it is in every part of your life. Don't blame someone else just because you're weak in a certain area. Say, I suck, and ask for help. And then have someone else do it for you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, dude, what do you think about this quiet quiet quitting? I can't – I don't know. Let me see what this article is. I didn't even glance at that. Uh, oh God! I mean, I've never heard of it. Today. I mean, until right now, this is breaking. Dude, that's the breaking news for me. I've never heard of this before. It's released today at eight fifty-eight a.m. IST. So that's probably England Standard Time of some sorts. But dude, I just don't get it. It's like when you do work that you enjoy. Just dude, what you said at the start was so awesome. When you oh, thanks, do man. work that you enjoy, when you are good at what you do and you enjoy that. It doesn't seem like work. You can do it for 16 hours a day and still have energy. I just think we get too much of a comparison, you know, because people go, well, I'm not, I can never be the best in this industry. So I don't want to try. It's like, well, you got to be the best of you. And Mm -hmm. then let the chips fall where they may, you know, because you're, you're, if you're not going to be the best in the things that you like, you're probably not going to be the best in things you don't like. I'm just throwing that out there. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, dude, I remember having a conversation with my old boss, and he got he was getting mad at me for some things that I was doing. He's like, Why are you doing this? And I just said, dude, I hate my job. I don't enjoy what I do. I'm not excited to do these things. I go, so tell me yeah. what I what I can do in the interim until. And also tell me the opportunity that I can have to transition myself into a role that I do enjoy doing. And he held up his end of the bargain because I held up my end of the bargain. But I didn't put in less work just so I would quiet, quietly quit and then all of a sudden get paid more on the other end of it. 
Like, that's not how that works. But that's how they want it to work. It, crazy. You want to work less and get paid paid more. But you don't want to do it yourself. You want to ask someone else to do that for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. Weak. So, moving on here. This is some, dude, we got some good topics. We got some good. We got a damn good show tonight. <laughs> so, I love giving homage to the, the Hodge twins. Yeah. I love those guys. Can you imagine if the four of us ever went to dinner? That dude. Uh, they would be like, yeah, we're twins. And I'd be like, yeah, so are me and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell us apart. We're totally white. Yeah, right. All white people. <laughs> look, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, dude, so this is a good, uh, a good question you posed. What happens when the noise of the world drowns out critical thinking? Mm. yeah i mean it's kind of going hand in hand with what you're talking almost like that's a segue from the quiet quitting i think a lot of people just give up they Mm. they just let so many other influences into their life that they get beaten down and they're pulled in the 20 million different directions because they'll never commit to one they'll just never commit to being the best of what they could be Mm. And then they they allowed the loud noises and the distractions of people telling them that they're not good enough to, uh, you know, keep them from, you know, that sharpening their own skills, I guess is the best way to say it. And so I think there are definitely things that are happening right now. And I'm pretty concerned, uh, you know, in, a, in the country and feeling the temperature of people that I think there is a break point that's coming. And it comes with emotional stress and then it comes with financial stress, right? That's those two go like hand in hand. Hmm. Absolutely. Why is my, I'm all choppy. I'm just saying. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were done talking or, but you know, I, I think, what do you think, Chad? I mean, for real, like, no, I was just, a, I was going to talk, but then my camera like froze. So I was like, oh gosh, here we go again. My stupid internet. Hey, that internet spectrum. Bell, Not the best. Dude, I have spectrum For too. real, bro. And we live states away. Dude. It's amazing. Just like we're twins. Unbelievable. No, like yeah, I mean, like financial stress has got to be one of the biggest, biggest things that, I mean, how many times do you know people or maybe growing up, right? You had you had parents, hey mom, dad, can I get some baseball, some new baseball cleats for the season? Mine are falling apart. We don't have the money money for that. Why are you asking me for something else? And you're like, Whoa. I yeah. I, I just I need some sure. baseball cleats. Sure. You know, there's a lot of people that go through that. And um yeah, I mean, when there's <laughs> dude. Seeing the word economic makes me think that when they, before they signed the Inflation Reduction Act, and the Biden administration has done this for so much stuff, they come out and say, oh, 17 global leading economists said that this was better for the economy and would decrease uh, inflation. But then you read article after article after article, and it's like leading economists say this will increase inflation and does nothing to combat inflation. Like, tell us who those 17 economists are. Let's all write them a letter. Because guess what? You don't have 17 economists who actually believe this is good for the country when you look at the numbers of it. We talked talked about this last week, and now it's signed into law. Inflation Reduction Act. It's first thing. The purpose of it is to create money that was not previously there. That is a direct correlation to how inflation happens. Think about how this all started, though. It all started from people complaining about a livable wage. Do you remember that phrase? We need a livable wage. Minimum, we can't we can't survive on minimum wage. And you should be able to survive at part-time. I mean, when I it, it, in the mid-90s, it was four dollars an hour. It's like four twenty-five an hour, something like that. Okay, so and it was I mean, I guess upwards to just Maybe a handful of years ago, what was it at? Like eight? So it had doubled. Yeah, 725, I think. It's the number I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So it hadn't even doubled 
in 25 years, right? And all of a sudden, you're at $12 an hour, 13, 14. And then that magic number, $15 an hour. So you took the minimum wage for the economy, you removed the floor and you raised it up double. And then you're shocked that the system reset itself and every all the cost of goods and, and services doubled. And that's inflation. But they created that. So it's resetting everything. Everybody's getting upset, you know, with what they could do. You think about it like the, in these terms. If you made $100,000 this year, that bought and conveyed less, you know, goods and services than it did two years ago. Hmm for the same amount of money. So now you need to like really get into like whether or not this is, this is why my partner, Brandon, and we've had him on the show before, Brandon Gentile, and we'll get him back on, but man, we could talk about Bitcoin and crypto isn't so much speculation as much as it is freedom, freedom mm. from this crap, because it's a proof of work system. It, it doesn't, you don't get to inherit, uh, a ton of, you know, I don't, I don't even know to say like, it's not wealth. Like you can't, you could, you have to start over. You have to earn it. You have to do work and trade. And that's gonna, that's gonna be, it's, it's more of an issue of freedom for me. Uh, I think that's the one thing that Brandon has really bestowed upon me is that Bitcoin equals freedom, freedom from the world system where they manipulate things and they just get out of control. So, hmm. but yeah, when that stuff starts breaking down, though, people get super angry. When they get super angry, that's when crime starts happening. And you start, you're seeing it all over the country with a rising crime. Coupled that with idiotic decisions of like defunding police and crime control. Let's reduce measures for crime prevention and increase the anger creating the crime. Mm. Wow. Mm. I don't know who's in the boardroom and uh, making these decisions, but this is not, you know, I'm, I'm in Joe Livonia. Biden. I'm in Livonia. Like, for real. Like, bro, we're in Livonia. <laughs> You're in South Carolina, and, and TA is in Nebraska. And we got this, like, the surface level part. You, you just, if you pull in the levers, chugga, chugga, chug. <laughs> You know, this is not hard to figure out that people are going to get mad. And then I just think uh, there's just there's we're just waiting for a powder keg moment. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of that, might, I thought it might have been the 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 raid. On yeah. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Right. I thought that could have been it. It didn't. Thank God. But it, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. A couple more of those things. I mean, lose faith in government. And then, like, why? I mean, dude, why? Why do I have to pay taxes? I'm not going to pay taxes. I don't want to pay for this. Right. I forget what I was seeing the other day, but ah, uh, oh, man, did I save a picture in my phone? Maybe. Let me see. Uh, no, I'm not sure. But there was. Uh, I mean, you can think of probably numerous mo- moments, but there's people out there who want to make you and me believe and everyone else that America is such a bad country, right? They want you to believe that slavery, racism is this terrible thing in America. Yet gays get killed in the Middle East all the time. Women can't even show their face. That's Brittany Griner how it's going. Thank you. Brittany Griner thought America was such a terrible place. You know what? Until she gets locked up in Russia for smoking weed for nine years. Is America a bad, a bad place now? But then the more you dig into it, there's a reason they want you to believe these things. There's a reason Black Lives Matter wants you to believe this. Because you take action when you're pissed off. You don't take action because you're comfortable where you are. You take action when you're outside of your comfort zone in a good way or a bad way. 
but they use it in a bad way. They use it to provoke anger. It's for you to get outside your comfort zone, to take action, to stir up some something, right? So you have to believe that America is worse off. Because if you think America's great, hunky-dory, everything's going good, you're not going to take action. So they don't make money off their scams of a Black Lives Matter if you think everything's great. But if you think your neighbor is racist and every white person you come across is racist or black or whoever, and it's such a bad country that we live in and we need to stand up and fight, we need to let everyone know how racist everyone is. And you're like, shoot, someone said something to me the other day that seemed racist. I need to stand up and fight. I need to make sure everyone knows. Now you take action and you give money towards this cause and you help other people give money towards this cause too because they're your friends and your family and they love you. And How dare anyone say anything cross, cross to you? How dare you? Yeah. And then they raise all this money <laughs> and nothing ever happens happens but they want to stir up these thoughts and feelings in you because you're only going to take action if you're not comfortable which is a success principle principle and also a way for the black lives matter founders to live in their three million dollar mansions while you're still marching the streets and the world is still the way that it is yeah it's crazy well you know and i've said this before I, you know, people who do the race baiting and they want, they want to make everybody seem like, yeah, we're the most racist country on the planet and we're so, it's so terrible to live here. And yet it's open opportunity. And what cracks me up is like, I, I get that, like, you want to have inclusion. You want everybody to, you know, feel like they can get to the top or they can. And, and by and large, I truly believe that anyone can get to any position they yeah. want. You might not ever get to be Jeff Bezos. You know, a black dude might not be able to be the CEO and founder of Amazon. You know why? Because it's already created. But I believe a black guy or gal could create the next Amazon and get it done. I believe that. I don't believe that it's inherently like prohibited. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has nothing to do with that. But the interesting part, too, is they go, well, we need a better diversity. We need more diversity. Well, no, no. actually, if you want to go by statistics, that means that three out of four positions should be filled by white people. Why is that? Because 75% of the population is white. Right, 17% of Americans that's, are That's not my statistic. That's, please reference, census, the census. Uh, it, but you know, 13.6% identifies as black or African-American. Okay. So that's 13, 14 people out of a hundred. So if we have a hundred leadership positions, 14 of them should be black. And that would be mm. equality in diversity based on demographics that are real numbers. And that's not what they want. You see, it's all about control. It's not my fault that there are three out of four people are white. And it's not your fault that, you know, 14 out of 100 are black. It just is what it is. Those are just mm. statistics, fact, just how it is. Dude, I can't wait for Chris's, Chris's corner. I almost mentioned something. I'm like, I'm just going to save it. I'm going to save right. it for Chris's corner here. I'm just saying. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. They, they want you to start thinking – that were this terrible place. But yet, ironically, if you step back, why is everybody fighting to get here? Why would you, why would there be an invasion on the southern border on a daily basis from migrants trying to come to the such a racist, terrible country that doesn't allow for anybody to have any opportunity? Why? Why would that be? Come on, it doesn't make sense. I mean, we could go a few minutes on the border crisis about how it's not asylum. These people aren't seeking asylum. They're not. They don't have a dictator that's beating them, but we'll save that for another day. I another think. day. Because right now, we need to talk about our real men of genius moment. Oh, man, I love it. A, <laughs> new, se a new segment on the show. <laughs> I know. It's just a good little video. <laughs> Break it up a little bit. Dude, this is awesome. Here is one way. To open a can of beans let's go this Show is it. our real 
man of genius. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. <laughs> Today. Oh, Dude, somebody, so had, somebody had to have done that on purpose because the way he 100%. flips the can yeah, right over 100%. into the camera. That's just good, clean fun right there. <laughs> but that song, it gets me every time. Because you, if you were growing up and you heard those, you knew the stupidest commercial was about, about to come out about something just totally wacky and weird. Have I ever told you my real Men of Genius story? Real oh, life one? What is this? So you'll appreciate this because you're a Michigan guy, right? U of M football. Yeah. And um, it was many, many years ago when I went to the U of M game at the big house Ooh. and they were playing Notre Dame, mm. Notre Dame. I mean, so Notre Dame, Michigan, that's a pretty that, big game. That robbery is supposed to start again in a few years, I think. I think so. And I don't remember exactly the year, but it was early 2000s probably um, when this was still kind of popular. And I went with, a guy that you may know, his name was Jeff Joyner uh, from Cincinnati. And uh, him and I are sitting in the stands and we're watching this and there's this guy behind us. He's, he's, we're up in like the alumni section, like with a lot of the old people. We're not in the student section where it's rowdy, as rowdy as it can be for the big house. I mean, but we were up in the, you know, the cheese and wine people just hanging yeah. out, happy to be there. And I swear to God, dude. This guy had the air muffs on. He had the radio going. He had the scarf. The whole he was the full package of everything you could imagine. And uh, they were playing Notre Dame. Uh, Brady Quinn was the quarterback. Mm. Good old Brady Quinn, right? And this yeah. guy is screaming at the top of his lungs, "Brady Queer, Brady Queer, you're dead." <coughs> He's going on and on. Barcegians rolling over in his grave. <coughs> just everyone around. All these old people are just like, oh, come on, man. And so Joyner goes, real men of genius. Here's to you, Mr. Michigan fan, with your radio on, going to win a national championship. <laughs> and I go, I literally sat there and I go, I live in my mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone around in the entire section started cracking up and we kept going on and on uh, he was like literally like joy would be like uh you've got your your phone finger you know who who's number one <laughs> my mom loves me <laughs> it was so great dude but that literally that guy got so embarrassed and he got up and left and everybody stood up and clapped for us these people are like that's you awesome go on the road you guys are hilarious that's and i'm awesome. like it was just in the peak of that time so i do love the real men of genius dude i think so it's good. a great a great program so i love it <laughs> there you go michigan fan we got hot we got the football season coming up so you ready? Gonna defend your title, Big Ten title, dude. I'm Let's more see. excited about about the Lions. You you can't watch Hard Knocks and not get fired up. But honestly, the thing I like about the Lions team is that a majority of the coaches are former NFL players, and they're not 30, 40 years removed. They're five to ten years removed. So these guys are still at a point in life. Where they can run and do and do stuff and right and like yeah. rally the troops. So, so I'm that's at, why I think that the Lions have a shot. Let's just, just talk about this first. Just second. compete. You're watching the Hard Knocks. I just checked the show notes. We don't have anything else in this. And before we get into the rants, which I'm very much looking forward to, uh, let's just talk about this real quick because I had Cat watch the first episode of Hard Knocks and she was getting into it. Yeah, she was like, same, same with Sydney. Like, oh, wow. You know, because it's a good show. It gives you yeah. the behind the scenes. She's like, wow, they're really passionate. And, you know, and, and Dan Campbell, hard not to like that guy, you know, and, and see his passion and his yeah, cares. Man. And, like, he just wears it on his face. And he, he, he loves those guys. And he wants to put them in the set. And then you've got, you know, Deuce Staley and, and Mark Brunel and, and, you know, all the guys, all the coaches. And they're really highlighting what you just said. They actually, for the first time, I feel like this might be the best coaching staff the Lions have mm. ever mm. assembled, ever. 
And so you're getting invested in this. And then the first preseason game happens. And sure enough, in true fashion of the Lions, fumble when they should have just run out the clock. Drop an interception to end the game. Couldn't do that. And on fourth down and forever, give up the first the touchdown to end the game, you know, like yeah. essentially. And, and Kat's like, I can't do this. It hurts too much. It hurts my heart. And I just started laughing. I was like, welcome to the misery that is the Lions. Detroit versus everybody. I mean, so everybody wins is, every time. <laughs> they're, I think their defense is definitely going to be sus. But Aiden Hutchinson made the yeah. Falcons starting O-line look like rookies. Well, that and they literally – so the first play of the game, he ran down Mariota. The Dude. second play of the game, he chucked the <laughs> tackle and drilled the running back four yards deep in the backfield. Yeah. And then the rest of the game, they double teamed him. Right. Their defense <laughs> is 100% sus, but I think that their defense will Im- will be better than the players, than their roster because of their co- coaching staff. And I, dude, I was saying this before, like before last, last year, me and my brother were talking on the phone. I was like, dude, this is the first time. And I don't know about other teams. I don't follow other teams, but as far as I know, like an NFL team has hired so many previous, like recently previous former top NFL athletes. Like Mark Brunel is our quarterbacks coach. Dan, Dan Campbell was probably the worst player out of everyone on the coaching staff. Cause Brunel was solid. Deuce, Deuce Staley was great. Deuce is loose, man. Everybody loved him. Aaron Glenn was awesome. Uh, One of the best defensive. Antoine Randall L. Awesome. Jeez. Kelvin Shep- Shepard, he I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like a standout guy, but he was a solid Still a beast. Yeah, it's so like all these guys are, I mean, they were notable NFL athletes besides the head, the head coach. All right. Which, so we're he was we're, good, but he wasn't anything to write home about. We're halfway played, through preseason. He, What's your he prediction? He played for every team. What's your prediction? Over under Lions, how many how many wins are the Lions gonna get this year? <laughs> 17 I haven't games. looked at the schedule. 17 games. I think they'll finish above 500. Wow. So you're going nine wins. Nine and so, eight. Dude. Or yeah, at least. I'm close. I got them at seven wins. Jared, Jared Goff, remember, Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. Correct. Had a great def- defense. Don't get me wrong. But Jared Goff's solid. The guy a- can manage the, a game well. I tried to call in actually to our local radio station, 97 one yeah. here because they were talking about, it and they're like, Jared Goff, he's not the quarterback. You can, you're not going to get in a shootout with him. And I was like, uh, um, uh, what? One of the greatest games that was ever played was just a couple of years yeah. ago when Mahomes and Goff went back and forth, the Rams and the chiefs. And that was one of the most legendary games. And it was like 40, 50 points each. Like, yeah, uh, it was like 126 to 125. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was like whoever got the ball last. Yeah. And that, that was so awesome you're going to tell me that Jared Goff can't play that style? And Jared Goff's receivers weren't great. Yeah, I would argue that he's got probably the same, but he's got a better tight end now and a better running back and a hell of a lot better I offensive I love line. Big Hawk. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Dude, Swift, Hawk. What, what about when Jameis comes back? The, you know, like if he comes back from you know injury. Dude, and DJ and looks, Chark? I, I do. I like I like where you're headed. I just think that you know Ugh. injuries injuries. Yeah. See, I'm being practical. I'm saying you're if they stayed healthy the entire year, then I think I can see where you're talking about where they like nine, 10, 11 wins. They could do that. I just know it's the NFL, and someone is gonna yeah. get hurt. A lineman's gonna get hurt. A hawk could get hurt. You know, Swift. Their depth could get is hurt. better on offense than it is on defense. Their depth on defense is trash. Oh, very sus. Yep, very sus. So anyway. Yeah. Let's, You're uh, right. All they got to do is lose a few guys on defense, and yeah, I mean, they should call you up, give you a one-day contract. Yeah. You yeah, do it, not on defense. More of an offensive guy. Yeah. Well, there you go, my man. All right, rant time. <laughs> let's go. This is going to be a good one, folks. Right. Buckle I'm gonna up. Keep it tight. Let's roll. Keep keep it tight. So I heard this at church last sun, Sunday, and this is one of, I feel like the most. What is the word? 
uh, it's like revelation. So one thing I want to men mention first that I people need to understand the difference between providence and miracles, right? Because it want I mean I want to go bonkers when I hear someone like oh that's such a that's a miracle. No, it's not. It's providence. Right. It's not uh, just because you didn't think you could have a kid and now you're having a kid. That's not a miracle. A miracle because kids, people have kids all the time. But what you have in an instant like that is providence. Right. It's that, you know, God was there helping things along the way, but it wasn't some mind shattering thing that occurred where like Jesus turned water into wine. That's a miracle. Because that's not how that works. <laughs> you, you can't just turn water into wine because you're a human. That's not how that works. And I just think people, we need to be better at putting God in the position that God is in. And understanding to not help blow away pe people from the church understanding what is a miracle and what is you know what is god what god does and what god ordains let's say that's what providence is right god kind of has his hand on it a miracle is god turning water into wine so i just want to throw that out there but the phrase that the pastor said that is so powerful which i think is great for today's world is that People want to have the uh, kingdom, right? So to break down the word, a king and then dumb means dominion. A king reigns dominion over something, right? So people want to have the uh, kingdom, right? They, they, they want to have all these fruits that us as Christians believe uh, Jesus brought back to us by getting rid of the law, the peace, the joy, all of those things that you can live uh, a joyful life, right? They want to have all those things, all the fruits of it, but they don't want to have the king. They don't want to give praise or to give acknowledgement, let's say, to the reason why they have that opportunity. They want to say it's all because of them, right? is oh i've i've put all the joy in my life i've put peace in my life i've put all this success and great family in my life they want to have all these things but they don't want to acknowledge the reason why they have those things but here's the thing you can't have a kingdom unless you have a king you can't have a kingdom without the king you can't have the fruits of the kingdom without acknowledging the one who gave it to you. So when people loved, let's say, the Romans, right? They were so great because they were protected. Because they had this king that was reigning and, you know, always had their armies ready. Made sure that everyone knew not to mess with the Romans. Well, they, they couldn't have all that with, without acknowledging that they were Roman. Without acknowledging that Caesar was king or whoever at, at the time. It's just like in this world, we can't have everything that we want, right? We can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't get to make the choices, whatever choice we want, good or bad, and still expect to have the kingdom, right? Because if the king says he doesn't agree with that, you can't do both. If the king doesn't like that, if the king, if the king knows that it's not going to uh, give you good for good fortune in the future or per provide you with good mental stability, right? Good peace, good joy, things like that. Good men mental health, good physical health, good success in life. If he knows it's not going to provide that for you, then he's not going to want you to do it. So you can't have the kingdom without the king. And that's And that's all there is to it. Like the one thing that always gets me when people say they don't believe in, in God, which I don't care. You don't have to believe in God. That's your choice. 
But I always say you have right two options, believe in God or don't believe in God. There's no, there's no in between. But if you don't believe in God and you die, nothing happens. If you just happen to believe in God, at least there's a chance that I'm going to the afterlife. Because if you don't believe in God and there is a God, you're not going to the afterlife. But if you believe in God and there's not a God, well, you're in the, you're in, you're in the same spot anyway. So you can't have the kingdom without having the king. And like the best thing that I, I read a book, um, I forget what it's called. And this is obviously not short at all, but <laughs> you are born in, in inherently, you know, the difference between right and wrong, right? <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to murder somebody like no one had to teach you that. So there's a moral law that you have just because you were born. But you can't have a moral law. You can't know the difference between right or wrong unless someone instilled that in you or something instilled that in you. So you don't have to believe in the God of Christ of uh, Christianity, but you have to know that there were certain things that were instilled in you, a moral law, because there's a moral law maker. You have access to the kingdom because of the king. And when I read that, I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. It doesn't have to be the God of Christianity. You can just believe in a higher just authority, a higher power. Yeah, just a higher authority. Because if no one gave you this moral law, then you would think it's okay to walk across the street and shoot your neighbor. But we all know that's wrong. <laughs> right? We're not just savages roaming the world. And humans, even back in the day, they didn't kill each other. They killed animals. So it's like you just you were born with those things. Nice, mm. nice. I think that was that. I mean, dude, these rants. We I need to like have a whole separate start. YouTube channel just for the the rants. And that was seven minutes. <laughs> well, good. I mean, but it made some good points. So, I mean, it's a good transition because we have a creator and we got some wholesome uh, topics to talk about. And that's how we know they're wholesome because yeah. there's a moral authority. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let's cue this video. Let's roll it. This is so awesome. He just fucking clocked him. Oh. What the fuck? And then he takes his fucking wallet. I'm like, what the fuck? Hell no. I wish I had run off. And then that yeah. was where he clocked me, the first clock. Yeah, he ruined my glasses. They're destroyed. She's getting the wallet, and my money is coming out of my pocket. See? Fuck all the fucking money. I'm going to play-by-play. Yeah, right. Did his face get busted when he was on the ground? Well, yeah, the, I think the tackle, because when he hit me, I just so I there's a judo move that takes right, someone so to the ground it, and that's all I did. Cut it there. Um it's so awesome though. So hog ties them. Dude, that's how it should be, right? You don't go after an elderly person. But you're about to get your ass kicked. That's the world we're living in right now. That people think that there's no repercussions for these things. But you know, maybe maybe that guy doesn't believe in God. I mean, he doesn't believe in the moral authority. Maybe. Then you find out what happens, and sometimes it goes badly for you. That's called crazy, right? It's crazy, yeah. Animalistic. Mm, mm. Dude, I like the name of that Instagram channel, Street People of Los Angeles. Street People. <laughs> Street People of LA. All right, so let's, so let's, <laughs> dude, I'm ready to roll. I want to hear this. Chris is corner. Right, Here we go. I want to hear it. Number one. Look at that. By the way, shout out to our boy TA. That little graphic for Chris's corner, I love it. Every time I see it. I love TA. Graphic that you put put together there. You know what I love the most about TA? Is that he participates in our DraftKings. That's my favorite. So I'm, I'm ready to take more of your money, so don't worry. Once we get that started, wow. just rock oh, shots fired! Hey, shots here, here, fired! I'm two years. I'm two years in a row positive. 
You're about to learn something today, boy. That's what he just said. Said well, to I you, mean, Dave. that's why that's why we get you know Dave in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we got make your losses uh, a little bit. Razik, a little bit. We less. got Razik. We got de- the real deal is is good for taking some money. That's for sure. Yeah, he's a good thank donation. you for your five dollar donation this week. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Aaron. Yeah, Bador. Bador. Bador likes to make his donation as well. So. I mean, it's all good. They're funding the uh, the Building Walls podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> and and my money's on crushing marks this year because he just had uh, a baby girl, so he's got two. He's got two kids under two years old. Yeah. Good for him. Good luck. That does not sound like you're not gonna be able to focus. Him. You're only winning by sheer luck. Yeah. <laughs> but he is a real man of genius. Indeed, he does. All right, so let's so let's fire it off here. All right, the first question. Has social media poisoned the ability to have a unified country? And is unity needed? I mean, dude, solid question. And my answer is uh, yes. Social media is like the bathroom wall of society. I swear to God, it's anybody can write anything. There's no, um, there's no way. Like, you, <laughs> God, it's just so frustrating to me to see people who make decisions based on what somebody else posts that they don't know. They have no idea who this person is. They've never interacted with them. That person's never helped them with anything. But then they'll like go to the mat because they they think that it, they're on to something. And I just don't see how we can ever, we're never going to be unified. Ever. I, I truly believe that there could be an invasion of like California. And and while you want to hope and believe that most Americans would be like, oh, no, 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 you didn't. And like rally up. But at this stage, people are so crazy. I got to believe that 19, 20 percent, one out of five or so people would be like, I don't know. Maybe we deserve to be invaded. Whose land is this anyway? Like we should all share. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So I don't think that one 100% unification is possible. And uh, I do think that social media is to blame for that. You know, whenever I just thought about this when you're saying it, whenever the interaction becomes more superficial, uh, the less connection you make, right? Right. Like how good's a phone call versus meeting in person? Yeah, and we do Zoom. You get FaceTime, you get to talk. And that's right. good, but it's not nearly as good as being able to, like, you know, give the bro hug. Right. Know, and just, like, get a high five and sit across from each other, clink glasses and break bread together and celebrate each other's wins. It's, it's just different. So, so. That's, that's right. So, second question is, man, history repeats itself. Amen, brother. We're heading towards a time when we, I mean, eh, taxation without representation. As we look to hire, the bill was just signed in by President Biden. 87,000 IRS agents, additional IRS agents, who might I add, are asked to carry firearms, are being hired. To come after you. Well, I applied for the job. I applied for the job. Did you really? I'm going to. That's 100%. I'll be one of those people. (laughs) Like That's the only way to beat that. Right. You know, whatever. Dude, oh my God, the level of insanity with this. You want to talk about a misappropriation of priority? This is it. You have literally just had multiple school shootings where the topic of like, how can we get real resolution or how can we curb, you know, this or solve this. And you're going to allocate funds towards, you know, trying to tax people. You're, you're taxing people. You're changing all the tax code. You're, you're making it more difficult. Then you're going to take money from them to hire other people to make sure that those people paid their money. I'll say that again. 
they're taking money from you to hire people to make sure that they're taking money from you. That's insane. But meanwhile, we can't take that money and actually give it to you know somebody who could protect the school or protect children or I got I don't know how about 87,000 border patrol agents mm. line them up on the southern border in Arizona and California you know California Arizona and Texas you know like come on this is the best we can do and I'm telling you what man what the, what an irony an irony of all ironies the entire origination of the country came because we are being taxed without representation do, do you feel represented right now I just want to see if I did my math right, which I did because I did it twice. So 87,000 IRS agents, you know they're going to get a slew of government benefits. So let's say all in all, they're going to bring home with benefits, everything included, $50,000 a year. That's that is $4.35 billion per year. Per year. So for that to be effective, they would have to bring in more than $4.35 billion a year. 50, Imagine the homeless people that could be fed on your tax dollars. So let me ask you this. Do you think that this is really something that's going to increase the tax burden on big business? on big businesses or is this all kind of going to be a sham it's going to really hurt the small business because allegedly it's not supposed to hurt anyone who makes less than under 400 a year right so yep. do you think hiring these irs agents is actually going to bring in more tax revenue from big business well see if, again let's go back to the topic at the beginning of the show when i talked about the moving scale of wages and how everything goes up and more so you know 400,000 is the new 200,000, you know, that or the 400. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the new 200,000 because the 200,000 used to be a big benchmark. But now because everything costs more and everybody makes more, it's going to reset and people are going to be making $400,000. And they're just going to tax you. Mm. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, but, you know, it costs, uh, you know, it costs so much money. I, I'm spending uh, you know, I make 400 grand a year and go, Oh my God, it's so amazing. That's unbelievable. And you're gonna be like, yeah. And my payment on my house is $10,000 a month. And I live in a 2000 square foot home. Mm. And Oh, by the way, uh, gas for my cars, for my transportation cost me five grand a month. You know, my payment for my cars are a thousand dollars a piece Oof. per month. And then I've got insurance on top of that. So see, the numbers just change. The value and the benefit does not. That's mm. why that's why a taco in Mexico costs like 14 trillion pesos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to flip these questions around just because the flow of it. Um, so why is it wrong that they say the Inflation Reduction Act will not increase taxes on those making less than 400 K. Like where's because the they, false, you know, and falsity. They, well, it's, it's semantics again is what it is. It's, it's literally saying like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to raise your taxes. Like the tax brackets aren't going to change except for everything else that you buy is going to have new taxes attached to it. And you're going to pay more. Everybody's going to pay more. That's what inflation is. Inflation is a tax on the populace mm. in its entirety. And that's that's how they, they generate more money. And so that's how they justify their spending programs. And they go, well, we need, we need stuff for climate control or climate change. We got to combat this. And that's why they have these gigantic uh, initiatives. And they go, well, how are we going to fund it? Well, we're going to. We're going we're gonna to manipulate the economy and that everything is going up. Well, Chad, I mean, if last year you made 100000 and this year you make 200000 did you really double from last year? No, because the cost of everything went up. So, no, you didn't truly double, but you paid a lot more in taxes because it's based on a percentage. Mm. It's not a flat rate. 
What if they said, hey, there's 350 million Americans, right? Or whatever the number is. They, they go off the census, right? And you have to pay, every, every American has to pay X amount of money. Like it's the same for everybody. You want equality? There you go. Every Ooh. person's paying a thousand. Shots fired. Everybody's paying a thousand dollars. Oh, that's not fair. Some people make more money than others. It's not about the revenue. It's about the expense. Everybody has the same expense. Just saying. That's it. that's equal. That's literally the definition of equal. Is I pay the same, that you pay the same, TA pays the same, the, our neighbors pay the same, everybody pays the same. Mm. Equality. Oh. All right, so. My country, my choice. Ooh. Was, ooh. <laughs> You're on fire so, so far. So let's get the last question here for you. So the Minneapolis Teachers Union has come to an agreement that they are. So th this was actually, uh, the agreement was, I think, a year ago. And it was going to take place now in the fall of 2022 school, school year. So it's already been in the works. It's just now happening. So the Minneapolis Teachers Union is going to fire white teachers first before any underrepresented minorities. And it's not going to be based on seniority at all. It's fire white teachers first. But you fire the white teachers teachers based on seniority but even if a white teacher has been there 30 years they get fired before the hispanic te teacher that just started a year ago and that's you know only if there's access or whatever so is this not the definition of systemic racism yep so i just quickly googled this and uh roughly 53,585 teachers mm. in, in Minnesota, which means that they should have 7,502 7, black teachers. Mm. And if there's more than that, well, then they're systemically racist. That, that would be equality based on demographics. So 53,585 times 0.75. There should be 40,189 uh, white teachers <laughs> based on the breakdown demographics of the racial uh, composition. <laughs> that's the word mm. I was looking for. Mm. So that, and that's fair. And if there's more than that, well then, you know, they need to figure out where the deficiency is and make sure that there's equality within the racial, uh, you know, all the, the sectors here. So 14% of uh, America's black. Well, there better be 14% black teachers. Mm. That's ample representation. Represent That's people. That's good. Represent. Let's go. Get, get involved. Get involved. Right. And they shouldn't have to pay more for their school taxes until they get it figured out. Nope. Everybody should pay the same. <laughs> pay the same, people. Pay the same. That was awesome. So, just saying. fantastic. All right. Well, before we wrap it up here, let's just, I found this video the other day. Fantastic video. Let's watch it really, really quick and just give me your thoughts on what you think about this. If you don't know how to market, you have to be a good salesperson. If you know how to market, you blow away the next 10 best salespeople. Nike didn't call me and sell me this in a catalog. I bought this swoosh because it's ingrained in my soul. Do you understand what this little fucking swoosh is? This fucking sneaker's a commodity. You and I can make this right now in China, but this fucking swoosh is worth a trillion. Yeah. People are fucking confused out here. Every one of you is wearing clothes right now that's a commodity, but you chose it for a reason. Do you understand? It's only brand. Branding wins every day of the week, but it's hard. If you don't know how to market, yep. you have to be a good sales. It's very hard. And it takes a long time. And it takes a lot of buy-in. Mm. See, I, I like that video for two different reasons. The one reason is, yes, it's true, right? You have to understand where you're at and the process. 
But the other thing that, you know, I want people to, so I think a lot of people see stuff like that and then they immediately think they need to change how they do business. Like Phil, Phil Knight spent years creating Nike, spent years. It's now 30, 40, 50 years in the future that Gary V sees that sneaker, the swoosh, and buys it because it's a swoosh. Right. He wouldn't have bought that swoosh 40, 50 years ago when Phil Knight was selling them up and down the West, the West Coast because no one knew who Nike was, right? But people see those things and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to start this massive branding campaign right now. And I even see this with what, with what I do. People are in, trying to influence me to do more branding and spend money in that area. I'm like, listen, I want people to walk in the door. <laughs> they don't know who I am. If I spend money on trying to get them to know who I am, I'm not spending money on people walking in the door. So the first thing I need to do is focus on getting people to walk in the door. And that's why when you get the big business of things, there's the reason I say it is because there's a, a time and a place for everything, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going through business, whatever you're trying, trying to do, focus on what you need to focus on now, while also in the, in the background of things, work on what it's going to take to create you long-term success, but don't, don't run away. Cause those things are usually easier of bringing, campaign make may may you know it seems cool and fancy i would love to do that stuff but you need to drive business in the door first and gary v is only saying that in 2022 because of what phil knight did years ago right and think about all the big brands right like automotive list three brands in automotive right now one yeah gm chevy and or gm uh dodge and ford ford Ferrari, Lamborghini, Benz, yeah. Jaguar, all brands. Right. You know? But those took a long time to get to that point. How about food? Coke, Pepsi. You know, like. Right. But, you know, now understand the truth is how powerful those brands are because of what they did years ago. Right. It takes a long time and a lot of buy in and a mm. lot of effort. You gotta it's, it's blended it's not an either or so that's kind of the false choice it's not an either or you do have to have customers you have to get right. word of mouth you have to get that support you have to have repeat uh and you have to be building your brand what do, what do you stand for that you know that brand is like the stuff that people can reliably count on when they encounter you and your business mm. i know what i'm getting when i buy a nike I know what I'm getting when I stay at the Ritz Carlton. I know what I'm getting when I fly on Delta. That's the point. Do they know what they're going to get when they go to Mitten Made Properties? Do they know what they're going to get when they go to Crypto Mining Racks? <laughs> Brought to you by CryptoMiningRacks.com. Wrenching walls, you know, like your, your shop. That's, that's the key is making sure that people know. What they're going to get. Depends on who you ask. That answer could vary. <laughs> Are you a prophetic man of God or not? Oh, geez. Yes. <laughs> you said that. Troy. <laughs> Troy. Troy. I'm so glad you said that. Oh, that's awesome. My man. Ah, dude, that was good. Great show. Our show's coming up. Uh, Commander Walls. You know that's coming out. I mean, tales, can you? A couple weeks, like September seventeenth, something like that. And Game of Thrones uh, hits Sunday. Dude, then... I was so that last season was so disappointing that it's, it's kind of hard for me to get fired up about this show. I know. I might give it a shot just because you know they earned that right uh, for having enough good content for me to at least give them the shot. Right. But if it sucks. I'm on to bigger and better things. So what'd you think about the terminal list? Amazing. We should do a show on that next week. In fact, we got to get Brandon Gentile back on here and have him talk about it. because he, he Oh, he cool. loves that show? Oh, yeah. He's the one that told me about it. Let's go. So 
it's let's go it's solid it's solid it's such a good show so. dude that first episode it'll rip your heart out yeah i wasn't ready for that and i was just like i'm not sure i can make it through this i'm but not sure how i described the first episode to sydney because i watched it before she did then i watched it with her i said listen the show starts out you have no idea what's going on like why am i watching this and by the end of the episode you're looking at each other saying what just happened yeah is that like, real? this is the is most intense show ever yeah so if you haven't had a chance to check it out it's on amazon prime you definitely need to check it out the terminalist chris pratt amazing increase those 1.6 billion minutes of viewer viewership yeah exactly all right commander commander walls praise be the fruit blessed day mm under his eye. <laughs> <laughs>